0: Tuesday, November 26th. Today, at 2 a.m., the Administrative Court of Odessa issued a decree prohibiting the organization of all rallies and protests on 25 squares and streets in Odessa, as well as on all adjoining land. In other words, the entire city is now forbidden to protesters. At 5 a.m., court bailiffs arrived, holding this decree in their hands at the base of the Richelieu Monument, and began knocking over the tents that the, Euromaid, the Euromaidan supporters had erected there. These tents sheltered a total of 24 people. Three of them, including Odessa's Euromaidan leader, Alexei Chorny, were in, were sentenced to five days in prison for uncivil acts and resisting law enforcement officers. The court that gave Chorny five days banned journalists from attending the trial, and sentencing took place in camera. I am increasingly convinced that the entire Ukrainian legal the entire Ukrainian legal system has not only entered the shadowlands like the country's economy, but has sunk into a deeper darkness. There are more and more legal judgments made in the middle of the night when the country is supposed to be asleep. If the judges who were working nights are sleeping during the day, we can be somewhat reassured as to their mental health. But if they are working 24 hours a day, it has to be doubted whether they can even remember the judgments they made one hour earlier. And anyway, As has been proved on several occasions by journalists, judges have been handed judgments written in advance without their agreement, already unsealed and signed. This is in any case, how they deal with opposition representatives and indeed with anyone who is unhappy with the authorities and does not conceal their feelings. In Kharkiv today, almost 200 people gathered in the central square. They were here the night before with gauze strips on their mouths like gags The local authorities immediately banned all mass protests and rallies justifying this measure by claiming it was taken against the risk of an epidemic of flu or other contagious diseases. The city truly is sick. In 2004, at the time of the Orange Revolution, its inhabitants were much more active. Putin's statements on Ukraine keep coming. In the latest, he said that Ukraine owed Russia $30 billion. Last week, the debt was, I believe, only $18 billion. Today, in Kyiv, students declared a general strike. Those from the city's university gathered around the monument to Tara Shevchenko and from there marched towards the Maidan. Almost 2,000 others joined protesters in the square. In the evening, in European square, Berkutovsky, Berkut agents, attacked three opposition deputies with truncheons and tear gas, even after they showed identification. So it looks as though the police have already taken away the immunity from arrest guaranteed to members of Parliament by the Constitution, or at least to those who support the opposition. Protesters who had come from Lviv to take part in the rally in the Maidan complained on the Internet that there had been too few European symbols and flags. There were not many Ukrainian flags either. Most of the flags on display were those of the opposition parties. While writers and journalists were speaking, the public listened attentively. But as soon as they were succeeded by opposition politicians who clearly did not agree on a joint plan or message, the rally was transformed into a sort of dry run for future presidential elections. It is true that the appearance of Yuri Lutsenko, who spent the year in prison on official orders of Yanukovych did arouse the crowd's interest and attention. But he was talking about himself, not about any particular party. At one stage, the supporters of Yulia Tymoshenko invited protesters to march on the cabinet building. Result? Those who responded to this radical call found themselves clashing with the police, who surrounded said building and tested the effects of rubber truncheons on the protesters' bodies. The previous night, in Denis Propetrovsk, Tytushky destroyed the tents erected in the, lo- in the local European square by protesters. Everyone found found inside them was beaten up. The leader of the local Euromaidan was evacuated in an ambulance, suffering from traumatic brain injury and multiple contusions. Euromaidan organizers in the city banned the flags of political parties from rallies. Only European flags would be accepted. In Donetsk and Luhansk, it appeared that nothing is happening. In Crimea, too, all is as calm as a graveyard. Protesters' kits have gone on sale on the internet. One of the ads reads, For sale. Complete equipment for protesters. Includes everything required by a person preparing to defend his interests and opinions during the cold season. The kit contains a half-liter thermos flask, a cooler bag, an umbrella, a floor mat, a a waterproof poncho, a sleeping bag, a portable phone charger, a water canteen, a small gas camping stove, food rations for three days, four thermochemical hot water bottles, and a protester's guide with summaries of relevant articles of law in the event of a conflict with police. Total price, about 1,000 yuvinas. Recently, an instruction manual for drivers has become very popular. How to behave with transport police officers. It also contains many reminders of the laws and regulations that policemen routinely break when arresting drivers on the road. Sinister weather today Not a single ray of sunlight the whole day Sometimes rain, sometimes sleep In conditions such as these, there is nothing like a sauna to perk you up Perhaps I will have that pleasure tomorrow, if all goes as planned Thursday, November 28th President Yanukovych has set off for Vilnius. But why is he going to the European summit? It's a mystery. So much so that his supporters lugged the coffin of European reproachment through Kiev, wrapped in the flag of gays and lesbians. The anti-European campaign, organized by the chimerical, or rather virtual, social movement Ukrainian Choice, has become ridiculous and exasperating. Posters and signs have been put up all over the country with images showing that all Ukrainians after the signature of the association agreement with the EU will become homosexuals. Even in the metro, each time you take an escalator, you have to pass dozens of these posters. In Kyiv, this propaganda campaign is considered laughable, but I am afraid that in the East and in the provinces, people will naively believe that universal conversion to homosexuality is a condition imposed by Europe on Ukraine for the signature of the treaty. Putin reminded us again today that Ukrainian banks banks and companies owe Russian banks more than $30 billion. And that's without counting government debts. Russia is continuing its economic war against Ukraine today. It banned the importation of Ukrainian porcelain. Snow fell during the day, but it melted on contact with the ground. In the Maidan, some 5,000 students arrived in an orderly fashion. In the evening, Slava Vakarchuk, singer with the rock band Okion Elzy, went on stage to encourage the people gathered there not to give up, not to despair, even if tomorrow Vilnius Yanukovych does not sign the association agreement. He wanted to slip away after his short speech, but the crowd shouted out, Sing! Sing! And so without musical accompaniment in chorus with the thousands of people at the rally, he launched into get up, my darling, get up in spite of everything. The country is not getting in the way is not getting up the way it did to protest against the falsification of the presidential, the presidential election results in 2004. This is not a new orange revolution. It is simply the refusal to bury the European dream. In the south and in the east, that dream simply does not exist. For Donetsk and Sebastopol, Europe is too distant. It is much closer for western Ukraine. For Lviv, Tornopil, Ivano-Frankivsk, and Chernovitsky. Chernivtsi. That is why people up there are in arms. While in eastern, while in eastern Ukraine, all is silent. Friday, November 29th. Ukraine is up shit creek. The European summit ended happily for Moldova and unhappily for us. Ultimately, Yanukovych did not sign anything. So why did he go to Vilnius? To be photographed with Angela Merkel? But Kiev is the scene of a new rally. Or, more precisely, a the party of regions anti rally. Dozens of buses are parked in Glory Square and elsewhere. From there, citizens brought in mostly from eastern Ukraine, the the majority of them, Bujaniki, government worker government workers, brandishing Ukrainian flags, march toward European Square, where a stage has already been set up, decorated with the ruling party's two favorite colors blue and white. The rally has a name for Europe in Ukraine. While white are championing, championing Ukraine in Europe, this group is doing the opposite. All the speakers repeat the same message that it is too early for Ukraine to become part of Europe, that it is still too small, too weak, too poor. It can enter the Union when it is big enough and rich enough to talk as equals with both Russia and Europe. The leader of the Party of Regions' parliamentary group, Alexander Yefremov, states that Ukraine might yet sign the agreement with Europe, perhaps even this year, perhaps even in May. The speakers declare that Luhansk, Donetsk, Kharkiv, and Zaporizhia have been under ferocious pressure from Russia, and that consequently there is an urgent need to stop the process now and think it over more carefully. The rally, ha- the rally is gradually transformed into a concert and plastic cups of tea are handed out among the crowd. While this is happening, lines of Titushki are forming near the Mariinsky Palace. Thousands of them, all dressed in tracksuits, Two journalists from a public television channel have gone there with a camera to find out what is happening. They are assaulted by about 20 people, punched and thrown to the ground. Their cameras smashed, their pockets emptied, and a USB key stolen from them. The police advise them to steer well clear clear of Titushki and refuse to get involved. A little later, at about 6.30 p.m., a group of Titushki attack pro-European protesters in the Maidan. A fight ensues. Smoke grenades are thrown and the police suddenly arrive. The Dudushky disappear. Policemen in gas masks line up in a row and begin shoving the protesters toward the Independence Monument. A second row of law enforcement officers form on the other side of Kruschetyk Street, cutting the rally in two. Later on, I flick through the television channels to check the news. Almost nothing about the Maidan. Instead, the news is talking about another fatal assault on CIT security staff in Kharkiv. This is the sixth time in a few years that an armored truck has been attacked. People were killed and the murderers are being sought, but there is little chance of them being found. More and more often, I hear the theory that criminals who attack CIT security staff in Kharkiv are working for Russians. The Russian border is less than 25 miles from the city. Slava Ukraini.